You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode 83, Interview with Katie Wassum. Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years, and I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep, most of my life I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hey, 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 friends. I hope you're having the best day. I'm super excited about the podcast today. So let me rewind a little bit before I introduce our guest. I want to tell you about when I first went plant-based, I would look for accounts to follow because it was just so new to me. And um, I came across this account and it was like W, now I'm not going to remember it. Katie, tell me what it was. W. W-O-W me. So wow me, but with periods after each. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, that's the word of wisdom. This is a word of wisdom lady. (laughs) And so I followed her. And then, you know, as I started my podcast and things, I'm like, oh, I would love to talk to Katie. And so today, Katie Wassum is actually on the podcast. And I'm thrilled about that. And um, I think you're going to, so many of you are going to identify with Katie's story because she didn't have to get really sick before she found the word of wisdom. And so it's just a beautiful story of God finding her and her finding the word of wisdom and just it being what she needed at the time. And she didn't even know she needed. So you guys are gonna love it. You're gonna love Katie's story. So hello, Katie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm excited too. And we are going to chat about a lot of things. And so let's just dive in. So Katie, Tell me about how, like, you're probably like the rest of us. You you thought that the word of wisdom was just kind of a good idea. You know, like, like that we don't do the don'ts of the word of wisdom. And there's these other things that we're supposed to do, but that was probably more for just the pioneers. I don't know. Tell me what your thoughts about the (laughs) word of wisdom were before God started to talk to you about it. Right. You know, I, I guess. I just never looked into it deep enough to see the details for myself. Um, And maybe that was just something that came with age too. I mean, I was pretty young at the time that I did decide to start reading it more thoroughly. Um, But as I grew older and started seeing a lot of unwellness around me, a lot of sickness, a lot of disease, um, I started to get a little scared, like what's going on here? Why are so many people that I love sick and what's happening in our, is it our food? Is it our environment? What is affecting us this way? Um, And so I, at some point I came across the green smoothie girl um, and I started going to some of her local classes 
And the thing that really stuck with me was the green smoothie. I thought, well, that's one easy thing I could do. I'm just going to start making green smoothies daily for my family. So I invested in a good blender and I just started stocking my fridge with greens and fruits and things that I could add to that smoothie. And when we started drinking them regularly um, alongside our sad American diet, right? <laughs> and as we continued to consume these green smoothies, I just felt different. Something in my body started to crave that feeling of having just flooding my body with fruits and vegetables and feeling so good about that. And it would like excite me to watch my kids drink their green smoothie, knowing that they were getting this nutrition packed drink every day. Um, and so that then led me to lots of documentaries, which I'm sure a lot of people have done. Just if you get on Netflix and you go into that rabbit hole of documentaries, there's all kinds of good things in there to learn. Um, but I started to become a little bit obsessed about plant-based eating. And uh, sometime along that same year, um, I, I remember it was Easter time because I remember I had eaten so much candy that I just literally felt sick. And I remember praying to Heavenly Father, like, what, what am I doing wrong? I just don't feel good. I don't feel good. I, what am I doing wrong here? Um, and this is before I had really kind of dived into eating more plant-based. Um, and the thought came to my mind to read the word of wisdom. And I just had never connected those two. I had never considered that the word of wisdom might be a guide to plant-based eating. So anyway, I felt really strongly that this was something I needed to study. So over the next few weeks, um, I, like you, started going on social media and started finding resources that could teach me more about the word of wisdom. And I found, um, I just lost her name. Jane, is it Jane? Yes. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yes, Jane Birch. Thank you. I found her book and I found her website and I just started to plug myself into that community, um, which was a great place to start because then I had support and I had kind of a framework of how I should be eating or could be eating. Um, and then very slowly, honestly, it was like baby steps for me, which was perfect because that made it sustainable. But I started to get rid of dairy as much as I could. And we started having way less meat and trying to avoid processed as much as I could. Um, and, and slowly over time, I've come to a place now where I feel pretty comfortable with the way we're eating. It's not perfect, absolutely not perfect, but it's way better than where it was. Um, and I became very passionate about this way of eating. And I thought everyone needs to eat this way. And so I used to be on kind of a crusade to convert everyone to plant-based eating until I realized that maybe this journey was specific for me and, and for you and for whoever else feels called to eat this way. I think it's a great guide for everyone, for every human body to live by. But there are some people who aren't seeing quite maybe the sickness, um, from eating, you know, the foods that we say are not necessarily good foods, as maybe I would see. Um, something I didn't mention earlier is one of the pot, or one of the documentaries I watched quoted. I don't even know who said this quote, but it's um, that our genetics load the gun and our diet pulls the trigger. 
and that kind of became my guiding star for how to eat because it was like, oh my goodness, like my mom had breast cancer and she has diabetes and my grandparents have all kinds of arthritis and sickness. And I, I started to think, I just, I want to prevent this if there's a way to do that. Um, and so I felt like God was leading me on a path to prevent. Um, luckily, I wasn't in a place where I was needing a cure for anything. But I felt like for my specific journey in life, this was something I needed to do to prevent some things that could come. So that's kind of how my journey started um, with plant-based eating. And it's still not absolutely perfect. It's just um, a work in progress, but we eat so much better now than we were back then. And I love the way that I feel when I eat this way. And every time that I decide to indulge in some of those foods I used to love, and I do that still on occasion, um, I will feel the difference within a few days of just just feeling kind of crummy and my joints will hurt more and things like that um will will testify to me that this is really how I was designed to eat I need to eat plant-based as much as I can so yeah that's so beautiful what I love is you were like not even looking for like results in anything you like literally yeah. just kind of felt called to eat this way which yeah. I think is so awesome. Cause I am like, yeah. this has to be the Holy grail of weight loss. I found it. God, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like oh, I just had I all these like that journey too. Well, and I just had expectations yes. of that. And then when that, like my numbers and everything improved and then my weight didn't change all that much. I was just like, Oh, maybe there's more to this than like, it's not just a weight loss program. <laughs> like right. maybe that's the yes. least thing that God's worried about with my body. Like, you yes. know, maybe it's just, he wants my body to function really well. And that's how the, this happens. So I love that you weren't like yeah. for all these results, you were just like that calling to here, you could have a different life. You don't have to have the diseases of your parents. Yeah. Which yeah. is just so beautiful. Yeah. And I, um, I can't think of which doctor said that quote too, but I literally feel that for my children because, you know, I have cancer on my side and then my husband has, most of his siblings are diabetic and there's like eight of them. And, um, wow. they have some loaded DNA. They have a loaded gun, right. and, you know, and I can't make them live a certain way or do something, but I can sure be an example of what's possible. For sure. Yep. So let's chat a little bit about, you said it's not perfect. What does that mean? I think everyone's wondering you eat this way, but it's not, yeah. what does it mean? Yeah. So to me, that means, um, occasionally we will have cheese on our pizza and occasionally when I am visiting my mom's house and she makes my favorite lasagna, I am eating that lasagna or when holidays come around, you'll find a little more treats in our home. Um, Occasionally, I will buy some of the prepackaged snack foods for my kids. It's pretty rare these days that I do that. Um, in fact, my nieces and nephews have this joke when they come to stay over that they'll they'll bring like a bag of food <laughs> because they're like, we need our top ramen and our goldfish and our soda. And so they have this joke that coming to my house is like coming to like a healthy food boot camp or something 
but um, I just try to control the environment here in my home. And then what happens outside of my home, it's okay. It's okay that my kids eat school lunch. It's, I know it's not great food, but they love it. And I have one less meal to think about every day. So I will do my best to prepare a nutritious breakfast and a nutritious dinner. And there's lots of fruits and veggies and grains to eat throughout the day. But um, I don't have to just have this perfection control on it. Otherwise, I think it leads to some maybe unhealthy thought patterns and behaviors in our children. Um, because it, none of us like to feel so restricted. None of us like to feel like, oh, I'll never have a piece of pizza again. Um, and so I feel like I've just come to a place of balance and moderation with it. And occasionally I'll eat a little bit of meat and it's great and I'll enjoy it. Um, that being said, I enjoy it a lot less than I used to enjoy it. I think that as you eat this way and as time goes on, your palate changes a little bit and your body becomes more, I don't know, it, it's more sensitive to certain foods that you used to eat often. Um, so yeah, so that I don't achieve, I don't look for perfection with it anymore. And I don't panic when we eat things that I know are not serving our bodies well, but it's just about progress and it's about um, just doing your best with it each and every day. And occasionally you will pull out a box of mac and cheese and that is dinner. But for the majority of the time, that's not dinner. And so that's kind of how I found a little space of, you know, of progression with it and well, not perfection. Yeah. And what I love about that is I found that all the way, the way, the way that we used to eat was the normal, like yeah. mac and cheese at dinner was happening a lot at my house you know, like yeah. kids all fending for themselves and they're doing easy stuff like that. And, um, having lots of snacks in my house was the normal, like yeah. having lots of processed stuff was normal. And I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel so proud of the progress we've made that that's not the normal anymore. And I, when you were talking about your nieces and nephews coming over and having to bring food that kind of happened with my son, I would notice he likes to invite a lot of his friends over and he's 14. He's a freshman in high school. And he was kind of embarrassed about like what he was going to feed his friends when they all came over. And here I am, I'm thinking I'm the nicest mom ever because I'm like calling them knowing all these boys are coming over. And I'm like, Hey, I don't mind picking up some Costco pizzas if that's what you guys want. And so he's like, okay. So he, I bring that. And then he's reached out to my daughter who works at Panda Express and she's going to bring them food. And then she, he reaches out to his dad and he, work he brought them home wings from our restaurant I mean it was just crazy I'm just like wait what do you think needs to happen here and he's like I just feel I just know that there's not good food at our house like that's his things like that's how he thinks like my friends are not going to think we have good food and I was just like oh isn't it sad that like eating fruits and vegetables and normal food is weird yeah yeah it is it's true we we appear very weird to a lot of people in in that way <laughs> Yeah. And I just had to decide that, that I had to do some mind work about all that when that all happened, because I was like, well, I don't want my son to be like embarrassed or, and I just think it's more as he cares what everyone thinks right now in his 14 year old self. And yeah, and his friends have come over and been like, you guys don't even have chips or nothing. 
Like, you know, so <laughs> he's going to pendulum swing and think he has to provide all the things the next time they come over. But it's just fascinating that eating fruits and vegetables is yeah. weird. It's just, yeah. I've seen the same thing with my kids bringing friends home and them feeling a little nervous, like, well, we want to eat something, but what do we eat? And kind of our go-tos that are not necessarily perfect, but they're a, their progress is we usually always have popcorn available, mm -hmm. <laughs> apples, pears. Yeah. Just some like easy things to grab that. Um, so now when my teenager brings teens, other teens home, they automatically know they'll like go to the cupboard, get the popcorn, make some popcorn and they'll have apple slices and go down to her room and hang out. And so, yeah, I think, I think actually over time, some of my little neighbor kids have started to really enjoy the snacks that we have. Um, I have one little neighbor girl who every time she comes over, she'll ask for an apple. And I just think that's so cute because she knows I don't have all the other yummy treats and things that she may have at her house, but she always loves that we have an apple available. That's so, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and I also, I, I, I've had friends who eat more simple like this. And I remember thinking, I don't even know how you feed your kids. Like, you know, and now I'm mm -hmm. the person that feeds my kids that way. And, and they are not perfect at all. Cause they are teenagers and can get access to food when they want food, of all right. but they do, they're learning what healthy food is in our house. Mm -hmm. So yeah, whenever my, my teenage daughter, she'll go away to like girls camp or something. Whenever she's gone for more than two or three days, she will always come home. And it's like one of those celebration moments in my heart because she'll say, mom, I was so excited to eat all the food that they prepared, but now I just feel crummy. She's mm. like, I just wanted to get home. And like, she's like, do we have any vegetables? And those are the little moments where you're like, yes, it's sinking yeah. in. And maybe someday, you know, when they're in college and they start feeling crummy after eight bowls of top ramen, that they'll decide, oh yeah, well, I could just as easily make a pot of brown rice or something to make me actually feel good, you know? Yeah, I love that. Well, something that's fun. So recently when I was looking at your account, you've kind of changed it a little bit because life's changed a little bit for you. So tell people yeah. your account is still the W, tell them what it is now. Like it just means yeah. something different. You've switched it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So it's just wow me, but it, I put the period after each letter um, because initially that started as the word of wisdom and me account. And that was my journey of eating plant-based. And as I've progressed on that journey, I'm just realizing um, there is a lot to health in addition to food. So I've recently certified as an optimized coach and learned a lot about um, our mental and physical and spiritual health all being intertwined in, in really achieving great health. Um, an example of this that I absolutely love, I think it was last spring when Elder Stevenson gave a talk in conference about the rats. And initially I got so excited because I thought he was going to talk about our, our diet and how we can improve our physical health through our diet. And he started out with this experiment about rats and how they were deciding how their diet affected the rats. Um, but as they went on, I'm sure many of, most people have heard the story of how he eventually um, figured out that there was a, one of the assistants there in the lab 
was talking to and being kind to these rats and just really helping them along in the, and giving them love essentially as they were you know partaking in this food and um and he went on to explain how that was equally as important as the food that they were eating this love and so i as i've gone on my journey i've realized that that is the case with me too that the food is super important and it is still a big part of my focus on health but just as important is my mental health and my spiritual health and those things all interact together to create overall wellness um and they all yeah they all play off of each other so my my account is now called wow me still but it stands for warrior of wellness and the reason I chose the term warrior is because in today's world, it is a battle to achieve wellness. We just have so many things coming at us physically, mentally, spiritually, that are attacking the truth about who we are and what we're designed to become. And so I just feel that we need to become warriors of wellness. We need to really uh, put forth effort and fight for our health and our wellness spiritually mentally and physically um, and so the plant-based eating is a huge part of that for me um, but when i'm working with someone that may not be something they feel inclined to do they may need to focus more on their spiritual health or they may find that they have a lot of negative self-talk and so we'll work on that aspect um, but i just feel like those the all all aspects of health are important, not just, you know, the plant-based eating. So, yeah. yeah. And you were, so an optimized coach, what I'm learning is basically you teach people how to have really great habits because we all know that it's our habits. That is what we have to do to actually change our lives. Like habits is the key. And we've talked a lot yes. about that on this podcast but I found it so fascinating and I would like you to share with everyone. So here on the podcast, I teach that people have circumstances and then um, we have thoughts about our circumstance and then yes. those thoughts is what creates our feelings. And then feelings is what makes us have action. And then action creates results in our life. And what I was hearing from you the last time we talked is that you kind of teach that backwards. So I would love for you to share that. Cause that was fascinating to me because I had never thought that it could go both ways that we could run that model each way. So tell me how yeah. you teach when you start teaching someone a habit, how you do that. Yeah, for sure. So Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Um, another, one of my favorite quotes was we do not choose our future. We choose our habits and our habits determine our future. So you're right, that habits are absolutely critical in developing ourselves and becoming who we want to be or making forward progress in anything in life. There has to be a consistent pattern of habits. It's the small and simple things that bring forth a great work, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so in, in my coaching, the thing that I, I guess on a more personal note, I have loved um, the whole idea and premise behind life coaching. I have studied that and followed a lot of that work before I became a certified optimized coach. And that was more my focus um, was working on the thoughts and then the feelings and then the actions, 
right? Mm -hmm. I love that whole, um, yeah, the model. But I learned for myself as I, something I've experienced frequently throughout my life is battles with depression. And when I've experienced these battles, it did not matter how hard I worked on my mind. I would try so, I mean, it, there is a, an aspect of the mind that is critical as you're battling depression, but what really helped me was starting at the bottom of the model, starting with action. So I got into these routines where no matter how I was feeling, no matter what thoughts I was having, I would act and I would get up and I would put my workout shoes on and I would exercise for 30 minutes. And that was my prescription that I gave to myself every day. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of how it started. And I, I now it's been uh, probably about three years that I have consistently moved my body every day um, for, yeah, and, and created this pattern. And that has helped me, I would say, just as much as starting with my thoughts. So the cool thing about working the model backwards is you start with the action and science has proven, for instance, in the case with exercise or meditation or whatever healthy thing it is you're wanting to engage in, when you start there, when you start with the action, it actually influences how you feel. And then when you feel different, your thoughts become different. So I would notice when I would go and exercise, feeling down, feeling like worthless, and I was just not a good human being or whatever those negative thoughts were that were coming in, I would exercise and I would show myself that I, would, I was showing up here. Well, there's all kinds of chemical things going on in my body at that time. Serotonin is being developed. It's waking me up. My blood is starting to flow. And by the time I would finish, I would usually feel lighter in my mind. My thoughts became thoughts like, wow, I did that. I, I finished that go me, you know? Yeah. And so this working of the model backwards has proved for me specifically to be just as effective and helpful as starting at the top. There are times where I will start at the top and I'll look at a circumstance and I'll say, okay, what are my thoughts here? And go through the model that way. But the real change and improvement that I've found in myself has come from consistent action in whatever it is I'm wanting to incorporate in my life and then seeing my feelings shift and then seeing my thoughts become more positive and more of who I want to be. So. I love that so much. Cause I have to say when women come and work with me and breathe, I might have to flip that on some of them because sometimes <laughs> they are waiting for their thoughts to be right, to take action. And I love yeah. the idea that sometimes you just have to take action and then all the thoughts and feelings will show up because a lot of times, especially if you've been a lifetime dieter, your self-efficacy is so low because you've always right. felt like, well, I've done this diet. And then I've, in our mind, we've failed at that where really, of course, you're going to fail at that because that's most diets are not sustainable, but we make that about us. Right. And so, yeah. and then we think well, we don't show it. We, we can like. I don't think I'm good at making and keeping commitments to myself because I've never succeeded at a diet yet, you know? Yeah. So, so, so building self-efficacy is such an important part of this process is saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it even if I don't feel like doing it because I love me and I'm doing what's in the best interest of me. 
Yeah. And there's actually a, a scientific way to approach that, to create a habit. And that's one of my favorite things to do as a coach is to walk people through how do we make habits stick? How do we show up for ourselves each and every day in that habit, even when you don't feel like it? And so I have this process that we'll go through where it teaches you how to implement a habit and to really stick with it because all of us are human and we're not going to be perfect at it. Um, but there's some tried and true systems that you can put into place to really help you along that journey. One of the first questions we ask ourselves, I think, Trish, maybe you've experienced this. Whenever you're not doing something perfectly or you fail at something or in the past when you've tried those diets and, and it didn't work, you come away with the question, what is wrong with me? We automatically turn it inward instead of look at the system. It's not what's wrong with me. It's what's wrong with this system. What's wrong with the pattern that I'm trying to mimic that's not working for me? What's wrong with my, um, my approach? It's not you that's having the struggle. It's you need to approach things differently. Um, and so, and there are systems that we can put into place in creating habits that are sustainable and, um, and seeing the results that we want in our lives. And, and it not, maybe those results aren't what we necessarily are wanting, but it's focusing on the behaviors that we're wanting that is important. So it's not the weight loss that matters. It's the, did you show up for yourself today and move for 30 minutes? Or, you know, it's those, be that, that's kind of where I like to focus is focus on that behavior and celebrate that you, you made it and you checked off that box instead of making it to the end result, you know? I think that it's so hard for women to detach from the result. They think right. that their efforts should always result, to, that, that specific result should happen. And then when that doesn't happen, they think that their efforts are for nothing. Where, um, newsflash everybody, your body's running the show. You yeah. are not, you don't get to run the show when it comes to weight loss or um, even healing. Like your body is in charge of that. So yeah. it really helps us to detach from it. And to just decide that is all going to take place when it's supposed to. And when my body yeah. wants to do that. And because I mean, even we're okay doing that with other parts of our lives, but for some reason, when we enter the weight loss realm, we all yeah. think that we are completely in charge of the result. And I, I'm learning. I'm not. Yep. And yep. it's okay. Focus on those behaviors. Yeah. yeah. That you get your behaviors right, and then you're going to be having all of the health benefits, and it's going to look a bit different for everybody. Yeah, it is. Well, and I think the key there, when we talk about the model specifically, is that because you're doing the behavior, what? Why are you? Why are you trying to lose weight in the first place? What are you trying to achieve? Usually, we're trying to achieve a certain feeling, right? Absolutely. We're wanting to feel good about ourselves. We're wanting to feel confident. We're wanting to feel healthy. Well, guess what? Doing those behaviors consistently daily are actually going to create that feeling anyway. If we stick with it and you continue to, you don't have to get to the results to get to the feeling, right? So that's kind of the model forwards and backwards. You, you don't have to reach your goal 
to celebrate and feel those feelings you were wanting. Yeah. Because to us so much sooner. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. So you were kind of sharing, did you finish the, your thought on that? Cause I would love for you to share the three pieces of the, when you develop a habit, there's kind of three parts of what kind of happens in our brains <laughs> about that. Habit. Oh yes. I forgot. Yes. I totally forgot to share that. So the science behind habits is that when you begin anything new, it's going to feel unbearable. And this can last a, a certain amount of time for every end every individual is different. They will, science has shown, I think the range is like 30 to a hundred days um, for you to move from this first phase of things feeling unbearable. That's a good amount of time. I mean, some people are those 30 day people and, and they have that habit locked in at 30 days. That is not me. I have decided I am a 100 day gal mm. because it takes me, <laughs> A hundred full days usually to move from being unbearable to the second phase, which is uncomfortable. So if in the next phase, you're going to be uncomfortable, give it another hundred days. If you're a hundred day gal like me, and then from that phase, you're going to move to a place of being unstoppable. Mm. So you're un, unbearable, uncomfortable and unstoppable. And what I mean by unstoppable, don't be deceived by that. That does not mean your habits will become easy or that you're going to want to do them. It just means they're so ingrained at that point that you feel so much better doing the thing than not doing the thing that you can't stop. You want to continue that behavior because of how it makes you feel. And so I have experienced this in any habit I've tried to incorporate in my life. Um, it just takes a good amount of time. We are under the impression in today's world that everything needs to be quick. We want these really quick results and these quick fixes on things. But the truth is there is no quick fix and you really have to give it a good amount of time for habits to become a consistent pattern and to become automatic in your life. And knowing that just because they, you, you're, they're automatic doesn't mean they're going to still be easy. They will just not be unbearable anymore. <laughs> Isn't that so, fascinating? Well, and it's so good for your awareness because you're like, oh, yeah, I like, especially for those who find this podcast and they want to start eating plants and stop having dairy and meat and oil. Like there's going to be an unbearable part of that. Like your taste buds have to have time to change. Luckily, yep, it's pretty quick. Sure. It's if you really go gangbusters, it's going to take you two weeks. Not horrible, but, yeah. but knowing, oh, this is part of the process. This is going to feel unbearable instead of, oh, this is unbearable. I just can't do it. Yes. And that, and, and knowing that just because something's unbearable doesn't mean you should stop. It doesn't mean that that thing is now not a good thing. It's still a great thing to pursue. You just have to move through those stages of unbearable, uncomfortable until you can become unstoppable in that behavior. Yeah. And I talk about the uncomfortable a lot, but I haven't used the term unbearable because that is, that's real, especially for it our is. brains, our brains who don't like change, it yeah. will feel unbearable. And a lot of times I think when things feel unbearable, we think, well, that's not for me. Cause it shouldn't yep. feel that way. Well, what if that's exactly how it's supposed to feel? Because that is the process of change. Yep. You've left your comfort zone. You've left 
that, that means you are changing because change is difficult and unbearable at times. Yeah. But that means you're on the right path, you know? And it's interesting for me to watch my breed ladies that have ate plant-based for a while. They truly are unstoppable. They'll never stop eating this way. Like they, right. that's just, I feel like you're that you're there. Like, this is just like, this is just who they are at this point, but they had yeah. to go through those phases. They had to, you know, and some are still going through the phases and still learning it. Cause we have everybody in there. That's all, all different places, but the ones that have ate plant-based for a few years now, they really are unstoppable. They'll never stop eating that way. It's fascinating. Yeah. When you're explaining and, and that, that's really the process. Going- yeah, sorry. Going back to what we were saying before, unstoppable doesn't have to mean perfect. Mm, right? I love Once that. Once you're yeah. in that unstoppable phase, that doesn't mean now you're perfect at it. It means you're still human. You're still going to be drawn to certain things. You're still going to slip up. You're still going to hit those lows. But it's so ingrained at this point that you can't go back to where you started. You've, you've progressed through the stages and you can't go back to square one you know, it's like my conference weekend. We just had conference. I definitely had stuff that I don't normally eat at my daughter's house. We had some treats. And I think early in my journey, I would have had that, that would have meant something like I was, you know what I mean? Like I'd fallen off the wagon or something. And today that just doesn't feel like anything. Cause I just know that I'm going to, the next day I'm going to go back to plants and it's fine. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you were saying is, you know, sometimes not in my house, I'm going to eat something that I enjoy and it's fine. But most of the time yep. I'm just home eating my, what would, for many people would just seem like boring plants, but it's just not boring to me. It's just my food. Yep. Yep. It's so true. But, well, this has been super helpful. I know that people are feeling like, oh, I'm in the unbearable stage. Okay. This is normal. I think anyways, I think that this has been super helpful for everyone listening, but Katie, before I let you go. I always ask every guest that I have, I tell, I ask them to share one thing that they love about themselves. And I'd love for you to do that. Oh, okay. Awesome. Something I love about myself is, let me think for a minute. I kind of, I threw that at you. Yeah. (laughs) You're fine. Yeah. You know, if I could tie it into what we've been talking about today, I would say, something that I maybe have a gift at is that I keep trying. I, I fail at so many things and I, there's times where I, it's hard not to go down that place of getting negative about myself or my efforts, but it's the keep trying that I'm really good at. I I keep coming back to that's okay. Progress Mm -hmm. can be slow and it can be messy but it's consistent and I'm, I've gotten really good at being consistent with certain things in my life that I want to become a part of who I am. I want, I have, I have an idea of who I want to become. And so I'm pretty consistent at putting things in my life that are going to get me there. Mm -hmm. And as messy as they are, and as imperfect as they are, that's okay. I'm learning to just allow that imperfection to continue to move me forward on that journey to where I want to be. I love it. You're good at keep trying. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So Katie, people are going to want to follow you on social, on like on social media. So you're on Instagram. Tell everybody, we've said it a few times on the podcast, but tell everybody how to find you. 
Okay, and if I could simplify that um, web address, I totally would, <laughs> or the Instagram name, but I feel like I'm, it's too late at this point, but it's just wow me. It's w.o.w.me, wow me. Um, but also if you just search my name, it pulls up wow me. Oh, so cool. if you just search Katie Wassum or Katie Bell Wassum, um, you can find me there on Instagram. So awesome. And I'll put your links in the show notes for everybody. And um, thanks for coming on. So Thank good. you. This was so story. fun. So fun. All right, everybody. I hope you're doing amazing. I hope you're eating plants. And if you um, need extra help, remember, you can always come jump and breathe and I'm here to help you. All right. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. A few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world, please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then other women will watch while you are helped and then you watch other women when they're helped and it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful. There's a lot of other perks when you're a Breathe member. So you receive coaching, you get to watch other women be coached and then you also get to have access to any course that I provide. So right now, there's two courses in the membership. One is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks and it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you and this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program but now it's also offered in breathe something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support there'll be a private Facebook group that you can check in with. And remember, you're gonna be seeing these other women be coached. So you will get to be honestly their best friends. It will be a wonderful community. And you know, sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture, it's a little bit lonely. So that will be a wonderful support for you. The last thing, I provide weekly meal plans. I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in breathe you remember nothing in your life has to change for everything to change 
And that's the work we do in Breathe. Have you come up for air? Have you needed help to keep breathing? I got you. Come join us and breathe. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.